What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Another turnaround Tuesday, but will it stick? Futures are positive as Facebook shares bounce following the worst day since November. Pepsi with a solid beaten raise. Bitcoin above 50K. The VIX back to 22. Our roadmap begins with troubles mounting for Facebook, suffering its worst outage since 2008. Shares have been under pressure, and that whistleblower is set to testify in front of Senate Commerce today. Plus, uh, Wall Street looking for a bit of a rebound. Certainly some of those large tech stocks seem to have a a bit of bounce in them as we get closer to the open. And MGM CEO Bill Hornbuckle is going to join us live this hour. So there were really three different stories on Facebook yesterday. The FTC complaint, the whistleblower, and then this shutdown, Jim, which, according to the company, is going to cost them about $6 billion. Yeah, $6 billion. Well, it's an anibus horribus. I do think that when I listen to the, the senators, they don't know what to do, okay? They're just flailing. They, they've got really good information, which just says that Facebook targeted younger people. And everybody knows that. And, and by the way, Senator Cruz at the end was like saying that certain organizations, I don't even want to mention their names, were Marxist. And having been at one time a Trotskyite, I would beg to disagree. Uh, but... He, well, uh, yeah, Ted Cruz said that in the last uh, 10 minutes ago well, just, on, about right. Black Lives Matter. Right. Well, I didn't want to mention because I didn't think it was right to oh, single okay. out either side. OK. But, I mean, he's singling out. He says, listen, Facebook doesn't police the left. I think the, the problem with Facebook is that they, may, they say they want to police things and they haven't been that successful. But they continue to say that they police things. And I keep coming back and saying, listen, you've got to find a way to make it so that safety and truth are paramount. And you do not have... Uh, you have an off-limits group, and the off-limits group is adolescents. And I think that what really appalled people, Carl, about the memos, and appalled me personally since my daughter was a suicide counselor, was that I did not know how much emphasis they put on getting adolescents. Because this is the group we have to protect. You need safety. They can't help themselves. And we've got to stop teen suicide. Now, you can say, well, listen, Jim, that's that's psyched. You know, that's just sanctimonious. That, he, look, he regards anybody who criticizes as not understanding all the safeguards. And there are safeguards, but when you look at he, it... He is Zuckerberg. What? I just want to make sure you said he. You didn't say who. I don't think I have to. Okay. Just want, well, no, some he, of our viewers Zuckerberg. might want to... No, I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I'm going, I don't want to joke about this at all. No. Okay? Not at all. No. I think he has tried. I think the company has tried. But let me just be stock market dollar sign represented by a man for something, the investment club. Please. Why does it sell at 24 times earnings? I think because people don't trust it. Now, the IOA, the new changes by Apple make it harder to track. That's if you're a new, in, new advertiser, I think you're kind of surprised how little data you have. But I also think that what the hearings do is call to attention 
the idea that maybe they've got to change their ways. And the problem is, is that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't think they have. He thinks they're doing a tremendous amount. I am sure they are doing a tremendous amount. But when you talk to my, uh, I had thought that my, at one point, my suicide counselor daughter had said, listen, the real problem is parents look at, letting kids look at this, whatever. And then you look at the documents, and the documents are a little more chilling. It, it's an Instagram to it. It does seem like it's very difficult if you're a young, uh, a young uh, woman to look at it and not feel, wow, that is a major, uh, inf- makes me feel very inferior. And then that leaps to the next thing, which is ideating, that I, I don't live up to society. And then after ideating, then you take the ultimate action. And whatever they can do to stop that would be great. Uh, Times piece yesterday. Uh, it's uh, it, it's amazing how un-Godzilla-like Facebook feels. Uh, Kevin Roos's uh, opinion piece. The company is increasingly going to extreme lengths to improve its image uh, to stop users from abandoning its apps in favor of more compelling alternatives. And today, Piper's teen survey does show that Instagram uh, has gone from, in terms of favorite apps, thirty-five uh, percent in fall of nineteen to twenty-two. Right. Well, this is why I tell. Mark Zuckerberg, look, it won't hurt the stock to be a better, to be, have safety and truth being central. Now, you could say, David, that's the Benioff rap, but it's not the Benioff rap. It's the rap of many corporations that are no longer in the Milton Friedman camp. Right. Many stakeholders here. There are including many, the teenagers. They're a stakeholder. They are a stakeholder. Listen, I will say uh, many teens also do prefer uh, Snap or TikTok. Well, there you go. Uh, that's been going on for some time. It's well, not as though they're not aware, uh, teenage girls, to, to some extent, of the, uh, of the deleterious effects of Instagram. Right. Uh, now, they're dealing with things that we never had to deal with at all. No. I mean, mm-hmm. at any one time on Snap, you can know where all your friends are, so you can know... What parties you're not invited to? Or I mean, there are, there are social things that are just a result of, of the so, advances in technology so that are more difficult. Do. So I, don't we know, well, I don't know. Are you going to ban, you know, ban well, all sorts we, of apps do we that, think that, that make trying. people do we feel think badly? That, I, I don't do know. Do we think that Mark Zuckerberg is trying to be a better corporate citizen and to block I, things? Or do you I, think I, he's I trying to get more, more I don't know. excite more? I don't so know. That we, I, I have a question for you, which I think is an important one. You just brought it up in terms of the social ESG, right? We talk about that. We have talked about the right, rise of ESG right, right. for the last few years. By the way, le- lately we may not have mentioned it. It is still front and center. I had two more conversations with very large asset managers more yesterday. Than ever. It's what they wanted to talk about. One of them said to me, it's redefining capitalism. By the way, this is not some guy I would have considered a liberal in any way. I mention it because will Facebook start to fall under the ESG metric that says no go? Yes. The answer is yes. I mean, I had a, I had a conference I ran last week. Like oil and gas and tobacco? Oil and gas is making real changes. Yeah, they are. Making real changes. I, I had a conference where I had Marvin Ellison, who runs Lowe's. Okay. Brian Cornell, who runs Target. Laura Albert who runs Williams-Sonoma, Mark Benioff, who runs Salesforce. Every one of them, David, said that it's paramount to recognize all stakeholders, not just the shareholders. And I feel, I really feel this, David, that Facebook does not have that ethos. You do. I do. I think they recognize shareholders, but not stakeholders. And they're not a single source of truth. You have to be. 
It's very interesting, in part because Zuckerberg has complete voting control. So if he wanted to, he could do anything he well, wanted you also in terms that, of recognizing you know, whatever constituency is most important right, to him. Well, you know, I was looking at the – he was telling me, look, the Facebook oversight board, you got to look at it. And I'm looking at it, I went full-time retired jurists who can't be bought, who are – now he can say, listen, these people, Jim, obviously they can't be bought. He's got this big listing. I need – that has to be a full-time tribunal that can measure these things. Because I think that if you let's say let's say that he's right, why is it at 24 times earnings? And the answer is because people don't trust it. It can't have the same multiple as Procter and Gamble. It can't, but it does because people don't trust it. And it's not because of the whistleblower testified. I think it's because people say, well, you can't track the ads as well and ESG issues. What about the shutdown itself? I don't know if you noticed uh, Jack Dorsey of Twitter just tweeted the number six, uh, which was about the number of hours that that shutdown lasted. I guess take your digs while you can, right? I remember. Was that is that sort of a quotidian story? Just the the shutdown. Give me a break. I remember when Chipotle uh, had issues, social issues with food airborne. None of the people at the other restaurants were criticized because they're by the grace of God. Yeah, so, I mean, what was that? Should, uh, uh, especially what was Twitter, that? he should not. I am bullied every day on I Twitter. Mean, I mean, if should, I showed you what Twitter... He you should would... not be throwing stones. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No. I mean, maybe on <laughs> running square, he can throw whatever he wants. Right. That's, but Twitter... Have you ever looked at my mentions column? Yes. Don't. It's horrible. Don't. It's horrible. I mean, do you know that the most feature... Well, I, sometimes we get roped in, you know, just... Yeah, it's yeah. not good. I am it's tired good. of the... I'm going to say, can I say what the most common drawing is, or do you think it's just not... Appropriate. Probably not appropriate. No. Probably not. You're going okay. to say it anyway, aren't you? No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> You're going to say it I'm anyway. Going to, no, I'm going to show prudence. Okay. It's a new thing for me called prudence. I'm going to try it. But don't go to my mentions column. Don't no. go to my mentions column. And I tell this to my family because the threats of what is going to happen to me and my family are just, I'd say, and I've, look, I've been threatened many times. But this kind of thing, which is really inciting... It's why I took that damn Bitcoin and went and bought a place in Pennsylvania. You might refine. Not that you would do any of those things. Uh, I would no, I, I, can I just say I'm serious? I can't have the Summit Police be bodyguards, okay? I can't have, I can't get a gun because I'll well, shoot myself. It was probably handgun. ill-advised for Dorsey to pile on there. But right, as, well, for the, as for the well, financial impact, but, it's fairly significant, which just shows the power of the platform. Six hours, but, that's a lot of money. No, but I'm saying that if you want bull, true, true bullying, just go to, go to Twitter. So, like, don't throw stones. Last house. Uh, stones. Agreed. And you do? Yes, completely. Yep. Do you want me to describe that, what's in the mentions call? No. Okay. No. R.I.P. Jim's mentions. That's always that's been the case for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, uh, in, in terms of the share prices, I did notice your investing club, Jim, last night, said you were kind of tempted by some issues oh, last absolutely. night. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yesterday was just a very big give up. Down 7.5 for the NASDAQ is when I typically want to look at things. Uh, when I was t- talking, we talked to PepsiCo. I mean, what are they saying? Numbers are good, but inflation is real. It's packaging, it's freight, can't find truck drivers. So many truck drivers. Truck drivers four to five times more expensive, David, than before the pandemic. Incredible. Yep. No truck drivers in Britain. Well, you know, when you speak to people on the cloud, when you speak to Arvind Krishna at IBM, yes, it is about six. No, wrong. That's the wrong graphic. No, they no, must just something else. Just, Let's take, never mind. I, just, one time I tweeted his mother didn't like me or something like that. Back to Pepsi. Okay, so I want to ask you, 
How much inflation is there at IBM? We speak to IBM about its strategy like it did with Arvind Christian last night. I have to add IBM to the bullpen for investing club. I think it's a, he's giving you mid-single digit growth and huge cash flow. Remember, he wasn't supposed to have the cash flow if he gave you the big growth. He's giving you both. You're talking about Red Hat. And make, he's talking about making major partnerships with Amazon and with Microsoft. This is IBM. Seriously, they don't partner getting, with anybody. You're getting positive on IBM? You, you sure? You sure you want to do that? Yes. Really? Yes. All right. I think Arvin is turning it around. They got a lot of debt, don't they? They that David, a lot of that debt is related to. to Not that that's to, a, necessarily no, a bad no, thing. I, you want look, to take on debt, I, particularly I was about, about fuel growth. I was concerned about the debt position. Now remember, they're also offloading some of the slower stuff. Yes. Kindred. Kindrel is uh, run by uh, Martin Schroeder, who's terrific. Yes, right. That's, but, and that is going to be but separated, I think this, right? You have yes. to go over what the presentation. You went over the presentations, right, yesterday? No, I didn't. No. Oh. I'm just basing this on history. Oh. Okay, so you're kind of winging it. Yes, I am. I will well, admit I, that see, on this one. I, I don't actually, typically do that. I don't know. I, I have the misfortune of doing the homework. Sometimes, And it, it yes. told me that mid-single digit growth, $35 billion in cash flow, Decision to be much more a systems integrator like Accenture, higher multiple business. I like this. So you're going to uh, punt uh, Facebook and replace it with IBM? Probably. Where, where are you on Pepsi then? Oh, by the way, nine uh, percent organic. Uh, we're increasingly seeing numbers we never saw from this category before. But we're never seeing this level of inflation. I had McCormick on last night, spice company. I think it's less expensive than PepsiCo. I mean, look, I love what Raymond's doing. He's doing a LaGuardia. Uh, He's doing unbelievably international. International is not a focus. He's also like, look, he got rid of Tropicana. Purposeful. Yeah, and naked juices, yeah. But, but I mean, what? to Carl's point, almost double-digit organic revenue growth at Pepsi? That's not no, just no. all inflation. Look, look uh, let's back up for a second. I'm saying that there's bad value in this market. PepsiCo is not an expensive stock. McCormick happens to be cheaper. McCormick's never been this cheap that I've ever seen. McCormick is having serious supply chain issues, though, aren't they? Or yeah, They are. But so is PepsiCo. Right. It's just that PepsiCo has its own drivers, and so therefore about 30% of, of PepsiCo's business, you know, they have to go into the open market for drivers. It, we, clearly, if I were, and, you know, the driver retirement rate was incredibly strong. Paychecks last night told me that the retirement rate during COVID was extraordinary. Just people left the workforce because they, they felt that they would die going yep. to work. But I, I think that IBM is good. I, look, I'm always on the lookout with the investment club for ideas. As you should. And I... I IBM has debt, but they have growth, and I think that they can pay down debt, and I think that you'd be surprised how good the story is at IBM. All right. Well, that's an important moment there. Yeah. Uh, Facebook's on its way out, and IBM's on its way in. A U-turn on GE and IBM, that'd be a heck of a story, right? Well, I like like Larry. Going back to the 60s, huh? It's a good decade for you. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It was the time of, it was the, I was in Haight-Ashbury during that period. Yes. You know, well, where have all the flowers gone? That was me. Where have all the flowers yeah. gone? And then remember, I was one of, it was Jerry Rubin. It was me. Yeah. Who else was with me? I wasn't there. Tom Hayden. Tom yeah. Hayden. Yeah. I, actually, Tom Hayden, I, co- yeah, yeah. I covered him at Goldman. I was, his, I was his broker. Oh, really? And he was fantastic. Harvey Milk? No? Anybody no, else? No, no. no. I, did, wait, no yeah. I did talk to Harvey Milk quite a bit. I thought he yeah. was a terrific guy. He was great. Abby Hoffman. Abby Hoffman. That's Sasha Baron Cohen. Who yes, was? Why don't people watch that movie? It's a good movie. IBM, David. And IBM. Facebook. 
and got it. Yeah. By the way, uh, that note about the, the investing club, you can get right in on it, the CNBC Investing Club with Jim Cramer. Uh, make sure you sign up, find out more at cnbc.com slash investing club, or just use the Q, uh, QR code right there on the screen, uh, which is a cool new tool that we have. Take a look at futures here. A lot of other stuff to get to, including uh, GM, a uh, little bit of news on Lulu, some calls on Lordstown, uh, B of A, Procter, Nike, and a lot more. Squawk on the Street continues in a minute. Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Got some headlines on the pandemic this morning. Uh, Johnson & Johnson has officially asked the FDA to approve its COVID vaccine booster for emergency use. Meantime, Southwest joining the list of airlines requiring employees to be vaccinated. Workers have until December 8 to comply, although they will be allowed to apply for religious or medical exemptions. Other one I saw, guys, was uh, J.P. Morgan banning business travel for unvaccinated employees. There is a general sense that the mandates, Jim, are working and we have three yes. major airlines now on board. Yeah, look, I, I think the narrative switch when the president really pressed down on this and basically I, I think that these days you're you're a pariah if you haven't gotten it. David in corporate America, if you are you're gonna love this. If you're face if you're one of the human facing people, if you're yes. facing, yes. Uh, they don't want you. It, they don't want you facing people if you haven't been vaccinated. Right. Well, there are, the mandates are, are taking place, uh, and slowly there is uh, expectations of people coming back to the office as well. Right. That'll happen sort of in stages. Some companies are middle of this month. Many are waiting till next year, although thankfully the Delta surge is, is, is uh, no longer surging. Right. right. Uh, and, and uh, you know, you do wonder. Still, uh, business travel and and. and conferences and things of that nature still not happening anywhere near the extent that even had been hoped and planned for coming into this fall. I keep hearing the same thing, which is that you had that first meeting and then everything is zoomed. Yeah, that's no that nobody wants to see you that much. That is the way I think it's going to be. And that's going to hurt all these because that business travel is the one where you sit up front and you have the shower and um, that stateroom when when you're on that Airbus. Uh I got to say that 
IMAX held a screening for Bond last well, how night. How was it? Uh, and um, Vax required. Crowded? Yeah, I mean, crowded. Uh, the, when the film began, I thought anyone who says movie theaters are dead doesn't know what they're talking about. Well, that's why Adam Aaron is so adamant that two, two all the up. short sellers are going to be two crushed. The film no. itself? Yeah. I mean, it's it's why you go to Bond, right? It's right. all the scenics and chases and yeah. Yeah. music. And the music. Yeah. My it's wife, long. It is my long. My wife met Daniel Craig. Really? Said he was the greatest. <laughs> but what? Yeah, but no, he. He's a loser. <laughs> yeah, she met him and he said nothing. Yeah. No, I mean, it, he's something, right? Even I, I, I you know, I mean, it, yeah, I, the mention's calm. Got it. <laughs> we'll get Kramer's mad dash. We'll count down to the opening bell as we take another look at futures here. And we'll see if this uh, U-turn from yesterday's losses can be held. More Squawk on the Street in a moment. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get to uh, a mad dash here as we're getting ready for an opening bell six and a half minutes from now. Bed Bath & Beyond, right, which, which suffered last week dramatically yeah. as a result of supply chain issues, inflation. It was bad. Or commodity. It problems. was bad. Yeah. There's bad. no doubt about it. Yeah. A lot of people feel that Mark Tritton has lost his edge. Remember, he came from Target. Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, pretty much agrees with that. They, they think maybe he can course correct, but they're not sure. Uh, they feel lots of promotions coming. And they think that basically this turn has halted. Now, here's why I picked this. I want to disagree. Okay. Now, I think you need two, three months. I mean, this month's probably bad, too. If this keeps going down, David, yeah. they have a billion dollars in cash, no debt, okay? And it's going to be valued right here at a billion. Now, you got Bye Bye Baby doing very well, Harmon doing well. Could they break it up? I think so. Well, we talked years ago about the fact that they bought back a lot of stock. Well, that was, was like ill advised. Yeah, it was at much higher levels. This right. is, you have to go back further on the chart, but for well, a creeping it, LBO. Now, but meanwhile, you've been, a, you've been supportive of well, the company. Well, since Tritton came in, yes. yes. Since, uh, now, these things are sort of the meme treatment that it got a couple of yes, times. Yes, it got the meme treatment. They were looking at, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. the meme treatment. Yeah. What happened to those people? This down, down, NASDAQ down seven and a half. I don't know. What happened there? I don't know. I don't know, but maybe they can, because of bond, they can keep... But you're still a believer. AMC. You're still a believer. I, 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 I don't think this quarter's good. Okay. I don't think it's good. But I do think that at a certain point, you can't just snip, you know, say, listen, it's a billion dollars in cash. It's, it's got a billion dollar market value. I mean, well, I don't know. Right. You can solve that. Right. But the mean people, David, they're really focused on still GameStop and then on bond. On AMC? On yeah. AMC. Yeah. And Adam Aaron stokes it. Yeah, he knows how Remember, to get with the shareholders. Remember, he went from, Jim, we have to go. There, I did it. Okay, so listen to me. AMC, they were 20% individual and 80% institutional. Adam Aaron flipped it. They are 80% individual, 20% institutional, and that's how you go up 2,000%, David. That's how you do it. You heard it here. Got an opening bell coming up next. It's always fun to dig into Piper Sandler's teen survey. They have a new edition out today. They look at Netflix and they say the firm, on average, uh, teens spend about 32% of their daily video consumption on Netflix, which is a hearty number, Jim. It is down a touch 
uh, from prior surveys um, when it was as high, I think, as 38. You really see some gains on Hulu. Uh, other streamers, and cable TV's way back. Yeah, they have. That survey, by the way, I find to be incredibly good because they spend a lot of time, for instance, Snap. So, when, you know, we've been talking about Snap. Yep. It's the alternative to Facebook. Maybe you could argue well, Snap, shouldn't be. By the way, Snap as a stock Snap. has had an incredible run. It's up 158% this year. We're talking about a large company now, $112 billion. Advertisers have, have His original view as a photo company perhaps is actually being embodied to a certain extent in terms of what they're doing in their strategy. Uh, Nike has maintained its status. But how about this one? Elf. I think they are doing incredibly well. Ulta doing incredibly well. I, I Lulu, of course. But then the star is Crocs. Crocs has been an incredible stock. I have yet to meet a person when I, they're at Crocs going, who doesn't apologize for wearing Crocs, but then says they're so darn comfortable, I don't care. <laughs> There's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange. And the big board, it's food technology company Benson Hill celebrating a recent listing via SPAC at the NASDAQ. It's Fox Corp doing the honors. Did you see that they didn't, that Beyond Meat is not a fan favorite of the teenage? Interesting. I thought that was incredible. Uh, you mentioned Nike, though, uh, and uh, Webbush does initiate outperform along with RL and Under Armour, Jim, as they think some of these 20% declines take in these supply issues. Look, I, I would love to see uh, uh, some confirmation that Nike's not going to end up being like Adidas. I mean, Adidas, the Chinese government turned on Adidas, and the numbers are horrendous from China. Now, the Chinese government, so far the Ministry of Sport, has not abandoned Nike, and I think Nike uh, is a very well-run company. It's probably worth, I mean, look, if you want to just start buying some, I think you can. Uh, I just think we, we tend to forget, like today we're not worried about what China's doing. But a week ago, we were concerned, like, ooh, is it going to be, are they going for estate order? Well, I mean, also, we were talking a great deal about Evergrande. It's not as though that has receded as an issue and or concern Fantasia. still is and now Fantasia another property company uh, may face similar financial uh, problems right. Fantasia Fantasia yeah I know it's a great yeah. animated six, animated yeah. uh, six small business first. yeah six beautiful beautiful but yeah I mean today we're not worried uh, I'm not buying it because the reason I worry about Nike is again when I focused and I looked at the Adidas report last week I mean, Adidas expressed some issues about human rights, and that was the end. I mean, Nike is a human rights-based company. Now, look, it it is sensitive, I admit, but I just think that the the numbers from China were were very suboptimal. There are a lot of better stocks to buy. I, I don't see the need to go in there. I like Capri more. I like Tapestry more. Is that going to apply to Starbucks as well? Which, by the way, had a little dividend announcement today. Starbucks is tougher because Starbucks would tell you it's made by China for China. And Starbucks has done a very good job at that. They really have embraced the culture. That was something that that Howard Schultz started and Kevin Johnson's continued. I, I don't find them, as, I don't regard them as an out. $200 sneakers are an affront to the regime. But uh, the triple vente cappuccino with skim wet for if they come in around six bucks, David, I don't think it's an affront to the regime. Okay. So the regime. I understand the regime, yes. I get it. I get it. The, uh, the biggest losers so far have been the large Chinese technology companies oh, led by, geez. take a look at Alibaba. I mean, the stock's down 40%. Yeah. Well, they don't like that one either. Uh, Tencent. Uh, another one, of course, doesn't. We'll talk about conspicuous yeah. consumption, which the, the Marxists have never liked. I mean, I know that 
Senator Cruz. Well, it's funny. They're focused on certain things that we are in a way, right? I mean, trying to create common prosperity. Obviously, uh, they have a far stronger central government than we do in terms of being able to dictate what they would like to happen, but also dealing with regulations when it comes to online activities of teens. I mean, she just said, forget video games. You get three hours a week. That's it. And he's, that's what's happening. He's a parent. He's a, uh, he's, well, he's the parent there are of the country. country. What? Right? He's With a billion kids? Yeah. I thought, look, I, I have knocked that regime. I thought that was great. I don't want to be across the board knocking that regime. I thought that was the uh, middle yeah, of the sense. cutting back on video games was And that cut back on Take Two. I heard Take Two stuff. Take Two is NBA 2K. Right. And that's popular in China. Yes. Which is a fun game, I think. It is. But it doesn't it matter is. what I think. Uh, by the way, when it comes to China, regime. interesting, you were mentioning Nike. A journal has a story today about cotton, which is now we're exporting a lot of cotton to China because of the ban on imports in part from the areas of China where the Uyghurs may have right. been involved in. I know. Uh, and then it's being so it's being exported to China for goods that are then made there and then shipped back here. Right. What's, with our cotton. You saw the USTR, uh, Catherine Tai, with Kayla on our air right. yesterday. Yep. By the way, the, um, thanks to Lizanne Saunders, the cost of shipping a 40-foot container from Shanghai to L.A. has finally ticked down. Really? Yeah. Uh, a couple hundred big. bucks. Now down from 12400 to 12100 Well, look, I mean, I think when you see uh, some of these companies taking action in, like Costco and getting their own, I mean, that's the beginning of uh, a movement where you're not captive. David, what's, what do you think is a key export from uh, Asia? Key export yeah. from Asia? Uh, everything that's, the lantern uh, that's bug. under five bucks? The lantern bug. And you kill every lantern bug you see? Oh, the lantern bug. They're but here, aren't they? In this? You have to step on them right. to see them. I saw one. That's our only, it's our only uh, way to deal with them is to step on them. It's kind of an inefficient way. But then again, Malboy gave everybody fly swatters, wiped out flies. <laughs> The ash borer also hasn't been good. I, I think that so came from Asia, ash too. Uh, I lost so many yeah, trees We basically to the ash lost every ash tree in the Northeast. Yeah. Cost a fortune to take them down. You can still save them. You can spend a fortune to you try to save them. You can spend a fortune to try and save them. But Baseball bats used to be made of ash. Does it? Yeah. It's not as pertinent as some of the other things. No, it isn't. I don't know how we got there. You but took us nine, there. At 935. You were the one who decided about At 935, this is what right, we're so talking about. What, Why don't we talk about oil? It's your Viewers fault. are like, what's the market doing? Oh, yeah. Jim and yeah, David are I mean, doing David, bugs. the lantern bug, you had to bring it up. I did want to ask you, Jim, about um, buying the dip. Because B of A today has a note, breaking faith in buying the dip. Uh, they say historically, there's not a lot of good information on how the dip gets bought after repeated shocks. And they're talking about a series of standard deviations here in the last 10 sessions that makes them think maybe it doesn't work anymore or may well, stop I, working. I think that people are going to get more critical about what work. I mean, they're trying to find things that do not have uh, runaway inflation. I mean, when you talk to Ramon LaGuardia, he's a great CEO, fabulous CEO. And the stock is up because he's able to have some pricing power versus others. He can raise price. That's how he get the, the numbers up. I'm going to disagree with that analysis. I think that you can, uh, that a lot of people have been blown out here. A lot of the young, the democratized investors, man, mm. a lot of them have been blown out. Well, you were just talking about Bed Bath. And- yeah. I mean, look at this. I mean, it, it, it's the chance. Maybe I think you have to pick up some stuff. Um, someone's going to, uh, someone along that supply chain, though, is going to, going to be without a chair. And I see Albertsons is cut by BMO today. 
right? They had such a good quarter. Uh, Interesting. The uh, risk to gross margin uh, in a more price-sensitive consumer environment. Well, I mean, there, there it is again. I mean, who has the power? I mean, there's a note today about Procter, Procter having the power. I think Procter's doing incredibly well. Uh, but it sells 20, you know, 25 times earnings, so it's not like it's under-recognized. No, it's had a high multiple for quite some time now, but it's been right. performing well as a company. Um, it's coming, but you take Procter, okay? Let's just deal with it. They're doing well. They got pricing power. Uh, Taylor's did a great job. I, I think that's an opportunity. To own, even here? Yes. Okay. What's well, not revelatory? No, that's not revelatory. So you, um, you've been picking up a little Disney. You would buy some way Procter. Out. Absolutely. You would buy some IBM. Absolutely. I'm starting to see your shopping list come into view. I have to. I have to. You have to get started. You can't just sit here and say, nifty you know what? 50 all over again over here. <laughs> Zero. You like Polaroid? <laughs> Kodak. Yeah, like Kodak. Collins go, Radio. Go long. Collins I'm radio. telling you. They yeah. got this deal coming for... No, forget it. That's a joke. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, the investing club. Sperry. Burroughs. You're going to love this. Bunch. Remember Bunch? Yeah. Burroughs, Univac, NCR, Unisys, controlled the power data, of Honeywell. Stride right. All right. You were there at that meeting, huh? Oh, the Jesus. Michael Blumenthal meeting? Okay, look, I, I think that there are some buys. I mean, look, IBM, you do the work. You take, it's kind of interesting. It's come down a lot. I think things have come down a lot. And I think that if you don't look at stocks from the NASDAQ down 7.5 and start thinking, if you've kept some cash, like, I think you got to look. Maybe do some buying. There's also, there was a note out from Tom Lee last night that the VIX structure has not inverted, meaning uh, we're not looking for higher volatility in the short term, which means maybe maybe we get through this little patch. I, I think we do. I think that everyone's gotten incredibly negative. Look, we listened to that excellent interview with Janet Yellen that Andrew did, and you, you kind of come across and say, why aren't they downgrading our debt? Yeah. Right? Didn't you feel that that was... Part, Remember when S&P did that briefly there? Remember yeah, we got downgraded? That was 2011, right? Down 19% on that. And then remember the spirited uh, Tim Geithner attack on how the S&P did? Yes. And the S&P kind of got it wrong. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, I mean, I nobody seems to believe that the debt ceiling is not going to be raised, even though the president did raise some doubts about its uh, about it happening. Uh, Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz earlier on our air said they'll just do it through reconciliation. They can always do it and they will do it. It's not the way that they Even if the Republicans won't it, participate. Have, I don't understand their way of doing it right now. Right. I do think that I see stocks. Let's take Microsoft, okay? Microsoft is having a great quarter. They've raised prices. They are, I don't think there's anyone who thinks that they're going to have a light quarter. Microsoft Azure is doing incredibly well. Yep. The stock was at 305 and now it's at 284. Do we just decide, you know what? That's a decline that I don't want to, a 20-point decline that I want to avoid. Why? They're doing great. You've waited. It's come down. I think you do some buying. Trust owns it. I would, I'd buy some more Microsoft here. I think Microsoft is, the, is, what kind of inflationary pressures do they really have? What do they do? You think they're talking about maybe trucks? On, maybe on some hardware issues. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe Xbox-related. I don't anybody, know, not much. But, yeah, that's uh, my point. Not no, I agree, I agree. Although do they have to, this thing is owned by every, I mean, every, well, Microsoft is owned by every hedge so fund I, as much as they possibly can. It's like, that's how they all mirror the S&P. I, what? What's wrong? It, What's the problem? You, you, what do you want to do? You want to just, you want to 
go buy Cintas or something? No. I, would you buy Exxon or Chevron? Because they're Chevron. both. They I, both. I have been in favor of Chevron for a long time. Now. Chevron's up a quick ten because one of the things that that Mike Worth did that was almost humorous the way the street viewed it was he he upped his spend three to for ten. alternative three to ten, and it wasn't. Just to like three billion to ten. Carb- it wasn't a lazy Susan. Here's your carbon. Here's my right. carbon. Which was what Conoco did with World Dutch. Right. It was to commit to high growth initiatives in the out years. And I thought it was an exceptional presentation. Exceptional. Um, we are keeping a close eye on energy. Continued well, to the, Chevron. You know, no, well, I know. You, but in, in Europe, I mean, I, I still come back to this. That trucking. Low rainfall and slower wind speeds. Well, wind and water are just not contributing to the energy grid in Europe the well, way they had because coal. of I mean, slower Germany. wind speeds and who is, lower rainfall. Who is Germany? And they don't have any us. coal anymore. Not any. No, coal, Germany's a coal-based baseline. Coal's we, been cut back drastically, right? We know. No, would you, would coal, you rather, it's a coal country. Would you rather own some Chevron or some Marathon? They ran out of coal which, for that by power the way, plant. Is leading the S&P today. Well, I just think Chevron's more sustainable because the, the buyback that they've done for many years and because that yield is safe. I mean, I just think I think Chevron's an amazing company. I really do. I think that Mike Worth is a visionary, uh, and it yields five percent, and it's a buy. Five percent with the money behind it, great, great properties, and the most visionary CEO in the business, other than say, uh, Mr. Sheffield or uh, Mr. Moncrief at Devon. Well, energy is helping out once again today, uh, up more than one and a half percent. Uh, in a uh, mixtape, but the Dow is up 100. Still to come, uh, the Facebook whistleblower is getting ready to testify before a Senate Commerce subcommittee in the next hour. When that happens, we are going to bring it to you live. In the meantime, bond report. We'll look and see uh, how Treasuries are faring this morning. As we said, we've had Yellen uh, on our air this morning talking about whether inflation, in her words, may not be transitory. Uh, it's transitory, but uh, doesn't mean that it'll, it'll go down in the next several months. Ten-year, right at 1.5. We'll be right back. Market Services PMI crossing the tape a few moments ago, coming in with a final read of 54.9 for September compared with uh, 55.1 in August. We were looking for 54.4, which would have matched last month's preliminary levels. ISM Services coming out at the top of the hour as we work our way through this busy week of data, ADP tomorrow, and of course the jobs number on Friday. When we come back, the CEO of MGM Resorts will talk some Vegas gaming and the recovery with the Dow holding on to an opening gain of 130. Welcome back. Let's get over to Contessa Brewer, live from the Global Gaming Expo in Las Vegas with a special guest. Morning, Contessa. Good morning, Carl. And let me tell you, the talk of the Global Gaming Expo has been the drama that is surrounding DraftKings' $20 billion bid for Entain, which is a partner with MGM in MGM with me now. CEO Bill Hornbuckle, it's great to see you today. Good morning, Contessa. Uh, okay, so right off the bat here, what does DraftKings bid mean to you and mean to the future for BetMGM? Look, we have a great relationship and a great partnership with BetMGM. We're industry leading at this point in the game, and so we're very excited by where we've been and where we're going. Um, ultimately, um, what they're trying to do, um, if DraftKings, in fact, is able to acquire, and we'll know by October 19th, it's a shut up or put up kind of thing by October 19th. Um, they'll need to come to us if they want to continue to operate in the U.S. Uh, they can't do both. And so we've had casual conversations to date, time to tell where all of this goes. 
Um, but if we're able to acquire and get a piece, a larger piece, and take over BetMGM, it's something we'd also be excited to do. Kind of up to them. Is that why you had made the bid for Entain in the first place, so that you could own it all yourself? Look, we've seen the space. We understand it. We understand what it can do for our universal company in terms of omni-channel, so we're excited by it. We'd love to own the other half of BetMGM. Time to tell. We'd love to be global at some point. Again, time to tell. I think for now we're going to focus on the next couple of weeks and see what happens. Well, you speak about global. But yeah, you, you have this issue in Macau in terms of real hurdles for ramp. Give me a sense of how that's going and what this the new warnings from uh, the ministers there about concessions means to you. Look, they just started public consultation. I think everyone's now focused on the nine or ten things the government most notably wants. Um, none of them are news to us. I, I know the market took a, a, a wow moment a couple of weeks back. Um, they're all manageable within certain criteria. We're not naive. We're not foolish. I think we'll get through the vast majority of the regulatory environments. When it comes to capitalization and special dividending, I think there's some work to do. But ultimately, we like where we are. We've been really good corporate citizens through all of this pandemic. Um, and Macau respects its industry. And I think, frankly, China respects what's happened in Macau in terms of supporting 600,000 people who live on a very small island. We've been a critical part of that environment for 20 years. Mr. Kramer. Yes, Bill, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I had Matt Maddox on last week from Wim, and he was adamant, adamant that what we thought was this vast crackdown in China was actually related to COVID in some ways, just to be able to make it so that there, uh, that everything is as, as controlled as possible. Obviously, the Olympics are coming up. Uh, that the all the discussions have been quite cordial, and the idea that someone wants to be, say, on the board or be involved is not anything that's surprised. The only thing that was surprising, according to Mr. Maddox, was that the stock plummeted on things that, frankly, he expected to happen. Do you feel that many of those things were in the were, were in the cards, and are you surprised at how negatively American investors took what's happened there? Uh, a little surprised. Look, I, I share Matt's views. Uh, none of this was news to us. Um, we had had casual or direct conversations on the vast majority of the subject matters around relicensing, around what it would take to support the community, around all things capital in the context of what would stay and what would go. Um, the idea of somebody in our building, every other public concession in Macau has somebody in the building. Uh, the airport concession and, and all others throughout that industry and that community, uh, it's not foreign to them. And frankly, the idea is not foreign to us. We're not overly concerned by any of it. The totality of it, obviously, is something we're paying attention to. We have until the end of October to submit our, our views. And hopefully between now and the end of June, I think it's June 22nd, when our licensing uh, comes to fruition, uh, we'll speak to it and hopefully get to a better place. Uh, Bill, David Faber here. I wanted to come back to uh, DraftKings and Entain for a moment. I mean, you are Entain's partner, as you point out here, uh, in the U.S., um, do you have any sense as to whether they are viewing the DraftKings bid as it currently stands favorably? Uh, I, I don't. I'm obviously, speculation. We hear from their shareholders, which are some of our common shareholders. But it would only be speculative on my behalf. Um, just remember, if it does happen, and it might, it's going to come through us. And we'll take a view on whether it's in BetMGM's best interest and ultimately our own. Uh, and if it's not, frankly, we're simply not going to do it. So, I, you know, again, we're a couple weeks away from a decision, so time to tell. Uh, let's talk a little bit about where you're investing, because you've just been awarded the gaming license in Osaka. So that's moving forward after a long time of yeah. a lot of effort and energy. You've uh, just announced that you're taking on the operations at the Cosmopolitan here on the Las Vegas Strip. How is COVID 
and these ongoing variants factoring into your plans for expansion? Um, look, the good news, I think, once and for all, and hopefully with COVID, we're beginning to see it. You know, we peaked in July. We were having an amazing quarter and amazing uh, records throughout July. Um, we saw the Delta variant come back. It's impacted us slightly over the last couple of months. But again, this convention is, is signs that we are back. We're vibrant. Fundamentally, we're not going to change. Um, and so for the future, you know, we've been on Japan for six years. Um, we won Osaka. We're excited by that. We're proud of it. Uh, we can't envision a day that Osaka doesn't win one of the three licenses, but anything can happen. Uh, we'll know by July 30th, hopefully, of next year. Uh, the national government's due to opine by then, and hopefully we get awarded one of those three licenses. And for us, in terms of Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas and other things, we think it's about diversification. It's about lifting the customer base into a premium customer base. And so between our BetMGM venture, other aspirations, Japan, hopefully relicensure in Macau, and an acquisition like the Cosmopolitan, I think we're in great shape. And how are your customers who love sports, how are they doing? How are you doing? Because we've got NFL. I, I was at a sports book on Sunday, and I could not believe how crowded it was and how enthusiastic the crowds were. It, look, it's exciting. Uh, the first Raider game here where we had stand, uh, fans, retail business in this community up 300% for the live game. Uh, this past weekend, sign-ups and sign-ons up 183% year over year. Week four, so it, it you know we're in 16 states heading to 21. Uh, we've got our eyes on a few more beyond that, and so business is progressing as we thought it would, and we're excited by where it is and ultimately where it's going to go. Bill Hornbuckle of MGM, thank you, appreciate that. My pleasure, thank you, Carl. Uh, Contessa, our thanks to you as well. And by the way, do not miss tonight the premiere of Generation Gamble, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on CNBC. Jim, what's on Matt's yeah, well, Just incredible that Wynn stock is down so much and MGM stock is held in. I think Wynn's a great company. $13 billion to build, only $9 billion valuation. I, I've, got, uh, I've got Enbridge tonight, which is very important because these guys are starting to come on. The, the, the people who did pipe and oil, remember when I said they got to they get their act together? They are. And they're starting to come back on the show, and I like it because they're talking about ESG. And they mean it. They're spending real money. It's not greenwash. Al Monaco has a lot of good things to say. All right. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Thank you. 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Mad Money with, with Jim Cramer. <laughs> You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.